0: Extra 106.3 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Neyarkos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 106.3 FM.
1: Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Neyarkos. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing great, Jim. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm feeling great about us being part of the Dickey Broadcasting Company here at Extra 106.3 FM. And uh, you know, a lot of exciting things happening here. We got the morning extra every morning with Tug Rhino and Flounder, giving the straight story to the people here in Atlanta. The straight news. You know how hard it is. We talk all the time about getting straight news, Dan.
2: Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hard to find the truth these days. But so, but you, uh, but it's but one you place know what? You can do it but it but, right but good
1: people. Good people come over here to the station. We got the Talkmaster Neil Bortz, who has joined us, and we got the. Kimmer, Kim Peterson, who has joined us. So things are rocking here at Extra 106.3 FM. And speaking of rocking, it's always great to bring back a guest who always did a great job and we've got, we have got we brought back a great guy here. He has a great company. Um, an honest company. A company that probably doesn't need any introduction, but we have Chris LaMia here from the Trusted Toolbox. Chris, welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Hey, happy to be back. Excited to sit in here and kick it around with you guys for a little well, bit. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And and uh, for those who may not be uh, real familiar with you and everything, I, I know you got a great story. Give us a little short bio on yourself and how you got into this and the genesis of the Trusted Toolbox.
3: So I got my master's in mechanical engineering, jumped into manufacturing engineering and started doing that, but realized I've always wanted to run my own business and went off in the consulting world. And then I finally had a, a really well-paying job, but I've always I've always wanted to run my own business. And I had that Opportunity to say screw it, I'm going to go start my own business. So I did it in 2008. That's right, right before the recession started, right. and I started a handyman business here in Atlanta. Uh, and then now we've grown into a, a handyman and remodeling business, and I have 32 employees. And so you could say after 14 years, I'm an overnight success. But uh, just don't <laughs> look at those first 12. <laughs> there you go. There. You
2: yeah, go. listen, Chris. One one thing he he does. He, you know, everybody needs a good handyman, and they're harder and harder to find. And and I also think that, you know, what you do, um, for one, is a very difficult business. It's, there's a lot of moving parts in it. But the, the difference between you and kind of the, just that average handyman that your neighbor gives you the number for is if something were to happen, you know, the customer knows you're going to come back or they need to know that you're going to come back. And you might be out there doing four or five different things. So all it takes is that one thing where you got to make a return trip. That other handyman, you don't know if when he's coming back or if he's ever coming back. So that's one of the things I think is a huge advantage for your business. Just people knowing kind of your character and the fact that uh, you have a business somewhere to call to make sure that, um, you know, they're going to come back to your house.
1: Chris, how, how would you define for our, our audience a handyman?
3: I would say it's somebody who can do the smaller items around your house, everything from changing out light bulbs to changing out drapes, up to fixing your trim around the house. Here in Atlanta, we do a lot of wood rot repair. You know, there's other handymen across the nation that I uh, network with and talk with. They, they do a lot of different stuff, like furniture assembly. But it's that, it's that little list that you have around the house. This isn't cha- changing out your water heater. This isn't changing out your furnace or anything to do with your electrical panel. These are all the small things, like maybe fixing a toilet or... Uh, assembling some furniture or doing a lot of drywall repair, Check which we it, do a lot. Checking
1: of. out a ceiling fan, changing out a ceiling fan, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, and you can do a lot of stuff. So, you call one person, and they can take care of a lot of what we would consider trades work. Mm-hmm. And you got one person who can do it.
1: Well, trust the toolbox. You have a whole stable of of so-called handyman, and I think uh, from uh, the last time you were in a show, you said lots of times some of these people are, you have specialists, right, that specialize in certain things and. Or better. You want to talk about that a little bit, about your, your stable of uh, yeah. tal- talented employees?
3: I think one thing, especially with handyman, you think that when you're a handyman, you can do anything in the house. Well, nobody is an expert that can do everything in the house. So what we do is we do what we call skill-based routing and skill assessments and figure out where the guys are the specialists at. Maybe there's a really guy, he's really good at crown molding and trim work, and he's really good at drywall repair. This guy may be really good at... Plumbing and electrical work, like hanging ceiling fans and changing out sink fixtures, so we assess the skills, and that way we can get the right guy to the right job on the right day. And then that way you're paying for expertise in the handyman world because it's hard. Uh, you, you think that uh, well, just because I've been in, well, I, I've personally been in over 14,000 houses, you think I know everything? I learn something every day. In fact, before I came on this show, I I learned about yet another thing. Uh, <laughs> We are always learning. That's for so sure. You
1: don't. You just don't own trusted toolbox. You also have learned the craft. You've learned a lot of the handyman uh, tricks and techniques and uh, skills. I guess is what I should say.
3: Yeah, I'm definitely not our best handyman in the company. In fact, I let everybody else do all the work. But I know what it looks like. I know, uh, and I can do it. Uh, actually, I left my corporate America job. Four hundred people working for me. And uh, one week later, next thing I know, I was in, out there actually changing out wood rot and changing out trim molding and drywall. So I know how to do it.
2: Yeah, listen, that's that you were probably one of the first technicians, if not the only technician probably at, at some point in your company, right?
3: Well, I was all hats. That's right. I was the technician, the manager, the scheduler, the call answerer, the estimator, the accountant, the marketing manager. I was all of it. And then uh I built it out so I could you know, get to where we are today because handymen are good at working in people's houses. They're not necessarily good at invoicing and billing and all that. Admin work that we do in uh, in the office.
2: Yeah, and, and the point you brought up earlier too, I think is a good one. You know, it, it, with any handyman, right, they don't know everything, and the fact that you're able to see what the people need and you can kind of spe- send that specialty guy out for whatever it is on that job, the, maybe the bigger job that that's being done, um, is is really a big benefit. Um, I, I know, you know, with with everything, right, we've got a lot of additional costs right now, the, the gas, the you know, just what you're having to pay employees um, what about supply chain stuff you have any issues with that
3: we are having uh it's it's interesting where it happens too it's it's not everything or anything um, I got a door quoted uh, two days ago and it's in stock and ready to go I I sent a similar door just a little bit different modification on it a little bit different insert uh, and that's a 12-week lead time 12 weeks versus in stock. So you don't really know where it's coming from, and that's also been difficult. I actually um, was waiting on one for 12 weeks, and then what happens is you think customers would understand, and they don't. And um, and they're upset because it's been so long to get something that we couldn't do anything better on the timeline.
1: Well, and Dan, it, you being the sponsor of this show here, you have all Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors for you folks who don't know that. You, you're you very familiar with the supply line chain problems with the garage doors, the parts, the front doors, right?
2: yeah and 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 you know even though they tell you 12 weeks so that's the other part of this thing they tell you 12 weeks it doesn't mean it's coming in 12 weeks it may not show up in 12 weeks when they tell you that it might be 15 weeks might be 16 weeks they might what if they they give you the wrong door? how long are you waiting on
1: doors right now
2: well i mean some of the front door stuff we're we're waiting for five months um we're very fortunate on the garage door side that my my vendor has had kept us at the, the top of the food chain so to speak and and we um we our truck might come in a day late or it might come in a week late, but we, but it typically comes in in that three week period, right? Of what it's supposed to. Um, but my competitors, a lot of them, it was fifteen weeks for a long time, and they're still at eight weeks. So, um, definitely having some of the problems again. I feel a little bit fortunate on that. That from that standpoint, that my my vendor has just really, really. Stuck with us and kind of moved us up to the top of that, um, to the top of the list. But, you know, we have other things like springs where we thought we were going to run out of springs for several different times. It was it was really hairy. And, um, you know, these are the kind of things we're all we're all dealing with all the time.
3: It makes the ordering process even harder for us because one small mistake, a misorder on the front end or uh, the wrong door delivered or they, they and this has happened. But it exacerbates the issue even further because. The timeline almost doubles, and it's not just an in-stock item anymore. And now somebody has to figure out the restocking fee, or do I have to eat the door? Uh, which we have to do sometimes in the world of uh, mm-hmm. construction. Uh, but when the door comes in, it's just wrong. How do you explain that to the customer when it somewhere along the line it broke? And then that's where their their kind of their patience really wears out.
2: I, I find too with with most customers, not not all of them, but but with most customers, you can make a mistake. But you cannot make a second mistake, and once you make the first mistake, they're looking for the second mistake. So you you really have to be, you know, you you really get some unhappy customers because sometimes this stuff is out of our hands too. Sometimes it's the you know we we just can't help what our our vendors are providing for us or the timelines they're providing them. So you know, for everybody that's out there, you do need to have a lot of patience right now with some of your contractors. I mean, it it might be where they're, they're they're not serving your best interest, but uh, it, it also could be where it's just out of their hands.
1: Well, then there's the labor issue too, Dan, right? Finding and retaining qualified, honest employees. It, it is
2: really hard. And, and, and me and Chris, you know, I joke with him, but only half jokingly that he's the only person I know that has a harder business than me. Um, and it's because we have a lot of, you know, he's got 32 employees. I got 40, You know, it it is really difficult to find people right now and to retain people. Um, It just, we seem to, like, two, two and a half years ago... Um, it was like, poof, everybody went away. Um, and, 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 and I don't know how this all happened, but we we have to deal with it and we've got to do a great job. And I know Chris, you've, you've, you've dealt with, uh, just, just struggling sometimes to, to find people.
3: Yeah. That's been the hardest part. Uh, you know, I thought right after the pandemic, I, I remember talking with Dan saying for the first time ever, I think we're in the right business. Home services is going to take off because people aren't traveling. They have more disposable income. And then poof next problem hits you right in the face, I think it's because I probably said I was in the right spot, and that's where fate comes in and says, yeah, well, you're not going to have any people anymore, and they have been really hard to find, especially the skill sets the trade skills I need uh, and I look for. uh, These guys, their mentality is not out there listening. They they probably will not be listening to this show, and if they are, we have a great opportunity for them, but where do you find them Uh, because they're usually not out there looking for a job actively because right now they're all so busy, they can make ends meet on their own.
1: Right, right,
2: right. Yeah, I think the other thing, and and this, I've been saying this for 20 years, is just people aren't getting into the trades business like they used to. And I think so there was just a natural progression going on. And then, again, the people that are out there kind of feel like on their own, they might be able to make some ends meet on their own, not have a boss, whatever it is. Once the economy really starts getting getting ugly, we might see more people. But it's the old catch-22. I mean, is the business going to be there where the people come back?
3: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting time as we uh, we obviously are in a technical recession, and we just got to see what that's going to do for us here uh, and where it's going to take us. Hopefully it'll be a softer landing, still counting on Atlanta being one of the last people to actually feel the impacts of the recession fully. But I'll take a little softening because that means those guys will be looking for a great opportunity. Well, we're up against a break,
1: Chris. If you're just joining us, folks, we're here with Chris Lolomia from the Trusted Toolbox, and we're going to find out what the difference is between the Trusted Toolbox and the Chuck in the truck out there who calls himself a handyman. We'll be right back
4: Twenty dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
0: This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3.
1: Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I am Jim Nearkos, and we're here with Another great subject matter expert, another great company. We've had him here before. Highly respected and well-known here in Metro Atlanta, Chris Lolomia of the Trusted Toolbox. For those of you who don't know what the Trusted Toolbox is, well, it's quite a great company that has a stable of qualified, competent, honest handymen, and they specialize in different things. They help you with those smaller projects. Now, Chris, uh, a lot of people have a perception of what a handyman is, Maybe a part-time jack of all trades guy down the street that that fools around and fixes this or fixes that, but the trusted toolbox and, and the 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 stable of people that you have, uh, it's a whole different animal, isn't it? it,
3: it we like to think it is. Um, the thing that makes us unique is we prioritize professionalism above all else, making sure we're taking care of the customer and the home, uh, showing respect for the home. The interesting thing about handyman is again, you can't be an expert at everything around the house. Uh, I might be really good at drywall and carpentry, and the neighbor might say, hey, how's Chris doing as a handyman? And the customer says, oh, Chris is great. And I go over there, and the next thing they know, they want me to wire up a ceiling fan or or put a ceiling fan in where I've never put it in before. I'm not that good at it. So I probably wouldn't be the best for them on that one. You know, I could probably muddle my way through it and get it done, but somebody else could have done it a lot more efficiently. So that's where we think, when you think about the handyman, just because – uh, they fixed your neighbor's fence doesn't mean they can come in there and rebuild your bathroom right? or change right. out your shower pan. So that's where I think people miss out and go, well, you know, he looks like a nice enough guy. My neighbor said he was good, even though I really don't know what my neighbor's quality standards are. Uh, so that's where I think we benefit from knowing more about what the customer needs, make sure we do the needs analysis, and then we get the right person to the job.
1: Well, how about being licensed and insured and all that? I mean, you're, you, you guys are... Uh The average handyman is not necessarily going to be
3: licensed or insured, right? So a lot of people don't really care about insurance unless you've been burned by it, right? right? Workers' comp, general liability, you flooded a house, did you take care of it? Yes, we have all that insurance. And if you've ever been burned by it and you're a customer, then you know it's really important. I also hold my Georgia contractor's license, and we have that. You don't have to be licensed to be a handyman in the state uh, for certain size projects, so that doesn't help us in that arena. However... It does put another little feather in the cap of, yeah, we're willing to put ourselves out there. And that's the big thing. If you're looking for a handyman, are they willing to have a website? Are they willing to give you a number? Are they willing to have a, a brick-and-mortar place where you can follow up with them and get satisfaction in, ca- in case they just don't run away? Because and, and a lot of p-
1: times people think their homeowner's insurance is going to cover them, like if a guy gets hurt on the job or something. But it doesn't cover it, right? They're liable, and they could be in a, in a, in a, in a quite quite some extensive and expensive litigation,
3: you could uh, be, again, I think a lot of people don't, it's like any insurance, we, we all really don't like it, but we know we need to have it, and it's really good when it's there. And once you had this touch up, which you, you'll hear many stories if you start looking at it out there, is a guy gets hurt on a customer's property and he says it was their fault because the water leaked and they didn't clean it up before he got there. And he slipped when he went in and he broke his arm and he, uh, he hit him with a bill and said he couldn't work. and. Those kinds of things, those are horror stories if you're a homeowner, and that's where my workers comp comes in in case something like that does happen.
2: Well, another thing, I, just because I know you very well, Chris, is and I I've been over to your building. Um, Chris does a great job with his training, continually training, and and again, there's so, such a wide variety of of things that you might fix in a in a handyman um, job, right? And 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 to be able to continue that education and, and bring people along so they do have a a, a higher degree of competency in, in so many different fields as opposed to, hey, I can only send this guy over for drywall or painting or whatever it is. Um, I, I know you do a great job with that. Why don't you talk a little bit about how you keep these guys
3: trained up? So real proud of our training on that. Uh, we get them in every other Wednesday. feel like that's the right cadence, uh, only for an hour. Um, again, these guys are not going to sit there in classrooms and go to school, and they're, we're not going for our PhDs and writing thesis. They want to work with their hands. But when we bring them in, we'll talk about the number one component, and that's customer service. Customer service is becoming more and more important in today's society because of all the outsourcing we're doing. So we train them on customer service and why it helps them in their job. And then, of course, we'll train them on our processes. All of our guys have tablets. So they go out to the customer's house. They'll have the work order in their hand. They'll be able to share that. So we'll talk about that. And then how do you get paid? Uh, Of course, we want to make sure they get paid, so we talk about our payroll process. But we always end every training on training them around something new. Like I brought in a number of experts locally to help train us on deck repairs, Uh, and they trained us on how to do deck repairs effectively and efficiently, using the right codes, following the right models. And so we'll do that consistently over the years, so we always get exposed to a lot of different training. But without that technical training, I think my guys would have hated the training. Uh, Oh, yeah, and I feed them as well so they like that part
2: (laughs) well that's part of uh retaining you know retaining your employees right I mean that's that's a big deal nowadays and we talk about it all the time in our uh CEO group right I mean we're talking about how can we get better what do we need to do to get better and really it's it's just such a focal point employees at this point Jim I mean it it, it's it's hard to get your fighting over employees at this point and you don't want to let them go um you don't want to lose them somewhere else because you know, maybe you're not showing them the respect they think they deserve or, or, or money or all kinds of different reasons why you, you lose people. But when you get a
3: good person, you really want to keep them. So true. I think we're really in the, in the retention business, not the attraction business, but right now it is hard to keep the guys, um, because it's easy to go out there and maybe do some jobs on your own without having to do any, um, any marketing or any advertising or even selling. It just happens. Um,
1: now, there's another component of Trusted Toolbox. Not only expertise and experience and qualified employees, but you also vet your employees to make sure that you're sending people
3: in that you can trust into people's homes, right? Talk about what you go through with that. So, of course, we do a background check. Uh, and that The other thing we do is we also do a Google search. It's amazing what you pick up in some of these Google searches. When you search names, uh, you search uh, social security numbers, you search things, you start to see... Uh, things uh, there. So we always make sure that we're sending the right people in. It's also part of having our insurance of workers' comp and general liability. Uh, So we have to make sure we have high character people, and we're making sure that they understand that professionalism means sometimes you might have a customer who's just not going to be that easy to work with, but your job is not to let them know they're not easy to work with. Your job is to take yourself out of that situation so we never have that issue ever happen or in a liability situation of stealing something.
2: Yeah, they, hey, listen, and that's that's the other thing. Where the people are, you know, we're in the garage door business, right? We're, we're in the garage. That matters. That's, that's part of the house. But you're, I mean, you could be outside the house, but a lot of times I bet you're inside that house, and people need to feel comfortable with what person is walking in that house, and if they don't feel comfortable, they're not going to use you again.
3: I would tell you, a lot of people, if you're listening to this, You probably are working and acting one way when you're out with your friends at a restaurant or out at work in your workplace than you do when you're in your home because your home is so personal to you, and for many of us, that's our number one asset. So not only are you housing your family there, but it's your number one asset in your portfolio. I've noticed that a lot of people are just a little bit more anxious. They're worried that we're going to come in and make a mistake. They're worried that we're going to ruin their house. They're worried that we're going to run away and not do anything right, worried that we may make them feel uncomfortable and so the anxiety level goes up and there goes that magnifying glass that you had brought up earlier about make a mistake and that magnifying glass gets even bigger.
2: Yeah, the the other thing I want to make sure you talk about, because we have and I know it's a big part of your business is the remodeling part of your business. You're not just handyman. Um, you can do, you know, I know you do some bathrooms. What what are what other parts of the house are you remodeling and and uh, why would we want to use you for the remodeling?
3: Yeah, we really like that we've grown that. And uh, today I've got five project managers who are dynamite. The quality level of what they're putting out there is amazing. Uh, The work that I see and the quality of the output. But we're really focused on our bathrooms. I feel like we have a very good system. Um, We actually take people through not only the estimate and make sure we have the needs analysis done, but when it's time to get ready to start on the project, we actually get together, salesperson, project manager, with the customers. And we talk about our meet and greet it's our process, the process you go through for remodeling. So you get to know what to expect. Because for a lot of us, six, eight weeks of somebody being in your house, that's a long time. I mean, and if it's your kitchen, for a lot of us, that's the focal point of our house. So they want to know that this is going to be done in a certain amount of time, and it's going to be done well. And we feel like our process, taking from what we learned in the remodel in the handyman world, has really helped us with getting the remodeling projects up and rolling and producing some incredible quality. I, I can't say that enough because that has nothing to do with my skill set or nothing to do with what I'm doing. I just see what these guys have produced, and our bathrooms have been phenomenal. And I'm, I'm actually going to put one up for a national award this year because I just think it was just so unique and so interesting. Wow. And what, what, what's the toughest part about the remodeling business? The toughest part is definitely the timeline and sub-management. But what's happening to us in this is uh, we've actually got a new rule, and that is we have to have all materials procured and either on-site or in our office, ready to go and get staged. We just finished that very unique bathroom that I'm talking about that I want to put up, but I had to wait eight extra weeks for the tub filler. Everything else came in except the one tub filler piece. So we had them in their bathroom and they were using their showers and they they said that's fine. They understood, been very understanding, but we had to wait eight weeks and they were very understanding while they held my money. So, uh, I, I, and so I was understanding why they were holding my money, but I, as soon as we got that tub filler You can guarantee we were driving over there put that in so that's been a unique problem right now is the supply chain
2: yeah that's uh, those are the kind of things with with a business you've got to make those kind of decisions because you know stuff is coming in slow and then the other thing I would think is you know your price controls on this stuff I mean everything has been uh, going up in price so fast it's hard to keep up with it right you you quote one number and you know they come back to you two months later or, or maybe even come back with you a week later But by the time you get these things ordered or maybe you waited to order them because you needed a little later in the process, you know, it's already gone up another
3: 10, 15, 20%. Exactly right. The problem I have is our our number one trainer in sales. uh, I train my sales guys. Well, I have my numbers in my head. And everybody says, well, Chris, you always have your numbers, you know, really down. And guess what? I don't because it's going up so fast. I actually have to go to the website of Home Depot and Lowe's just to look and see what current pricing is. And usually I'm off by at least 15%. And to your point, I had one door that I quoted one week. The lady had to think about it, thought the door was pretty expensive, came back to me uh, three weeks later and said, okay, I'm ready to go. I went and re-quoted the door, and, yeah, it went up 10%. And I definitely lost that job because she already thought it was too expensive. But there's just not a lot I can do with some of this. Well, and I'm the same way. I used to know my prices on my garage
2: doors. I mean, I had it all in my head. My sales guys all had it in there. That's how little – uh, price increases we had had for years, um, but now there's just no way to do that. You got to you get you got to go out and quote everything again all over again. Look at your prices, and it's uh, if you don't do that right now, there's some businesses that have really gotten themselves in trouble, and I think you're going to see some businesses going under just based on that, not adapting to the. To the price increases fast enough and that takes every bit of your profit away. I mean for people out there that are listening, I mean this is not the kind of stuff where, you know, we're making, you know, a 50%, 70% margin on this stuff. I mean, sometimes the margins are very low on this. They could be 10 or 15 or 20% on on the jobs uh, uh depending on what it is. And if you're off 10 or 15% and you're not making any money, you can't pay the
3: bills. Everybody should understand this about when your contractor comes in, you should expect them to make some money. Now, you probably don't want to hear that and you probably don't like the fact that they have to make some money or you think it's less than what they should be getting. Whatever you think, if you don't have a contractor who's in a good situation profitably and running a strong business, they start to do bad things. They start to make bad decisions. So you may have got them down to a certain level on this job or this project and you're like, ha, I got him. He's doing that. But you know what you've just done as you've just told him to finish this project, he needs to do it as quickly and as cheaply as possible. And now you don't know what he's doing behind the walls. And that's where people, they think they have this uh, this wherewithal to do this and, and push people around necessarily, but they're not seeing the bigger picture here. Maybe those few extra bucks means you get a bathroom that might not leak or a shower pan where it did get tested correctly and it's not going to leak in your house or You know what? I couldn't get that tub filler, so I slapped on a second-rate tub filler, and uh, hopefully you wouldn't notice that it was a different color.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of that that goes on, and and just with the with the the labor, like you said, well, you didn't really, you briefly mentioned it too. You're just rushing through the job, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know what a great job looks like, but sometimes customers don't know what a great job looks like, or sometimes they go, "Man, I thought that might look a little better, but you know, it's done, and maybe that's the way it's supposed to look."
3: Hitting expectations for customers uh, starts with setting expectations with customers, and that's another part of our training that we talk about in customer service because you're right, a lot of people don't know what good drywall should look like or what should that crown molding look like or what should that how should that go together in the corner or should I have shoe molding over my flooring on my baseboard. These are all technical things that maybe I'm saying things everybody completely understands or maybe you've never heard of this before, but we have, and we do know. But we're going to show you what it's going to look like when we're done to make sure you think that's what you wanted. That's that's super important
2: point, because, you know, sometimes customers, I knew you get customers, too, where they're going to tell you how it should have looked. But because it wasn't talked about before the job started, you know, you're in a bad position and you may be 100 percent right on how this is supposed to look. And they could be 100 percent wrong, but it doesn't matter at that point. Right. They want it the way they want it. And, and again, you didn't go over it. And then sometimes you set expectation levels perfectly and you still have that problem.
3: Exactly
1: right. (laughs) Chris, let's talk about pricing. How do you price the jobs? How does it work to get so our audience gets an idea what to expect?
3: So if you were to call the Trusted Toolbox, what we'll do is our ladies in the office are are trained and actually have had some experience in the field. Not a lot, but enough where they have and they've heard enough about what we do and how we do it in our pricing. They're going to ask for some pictures, ask what your list is, ask where you live, and they're either going to try to price it by a half day or a day rate, um, we try to stay away from hourly, if at all possible, because what i found is our customers are a lot happier with us at our half-day and full-day rates. You get more accomplished. Back to what a handyman can do. We can do a number of things in your house, not just one. Uh, so let's go ahead and knock out a couple of things. One person, one time in your house, one time invading your privacy, and that's been very popular.
2: One trip, too, one with, with gas and, and just travel time, too. That's a exactly. big part that people don't – they only see you in the house. They don't. They don't see that travel time.
3: Travel time or the preparation, and I think that's one of the big things we talk about, too, is that I have to train my guys to say they're not paying you for what you're doing today. They're paying you for all the expertise you've built up over the years. To be a good drywall person, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's it's a skill set. It's an art, and people don't necessarily recognize that. So back to your point about um, setting those expectations and, and what people are expecting when you're done the profit of the job for us is set the minute we do the estimate. And so when they do it over the phone, it's hard. And so if we can't do it over the phone, then we'll move over and we'll send somebody out to do an on-site estimate beforehand. And that way we know we can do a better job of setting that expectation so we can meet or exceed those expectations. You know, what about your sales guys, right? I mean, they're not the ones doing the work
2: in the house. How difficult is it to make sure they are setting those expectation levels, right? They're pricing things out appropriately. They, they really know what, the job needs and what the customer's looking for
3: really hard i don't care how good you are i've been at fourteen thousand houses and i'm our number one trainer right so i just was out just three months ago training one of my new guys and i completely missed the fact that these set of stairs had to come off this uh this deck for us to change out this board now i know it completely as soon as my guy sent the picture like chris i I can't do this without taking these stairs off i went you're right and i've been doing this for 14 years and i blew it so it's hard um so what we do is we make sure that they take a lot of pictures between myself and my sales manager. Uh, we go over the pictures with them on estimates. Uh, we got a text thread going, so we're always learning. Because we do so many different things, our pricing is difficult to put together. Yeah, a lot of moving parts, my friend. Yeah. I, I,
2: every time I talk to you or hear, hear you talk, I mean, this 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 guy has thought of everything. But he, the part of the reason he's thought of everything is – you, you've had a lot of pain at different times, and that 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 pain will will start to polish things out a little bit. You're either gonna you're either gonna figure it out, and you're gonna you're gonna do it right, and you're gonna be tedious in these situations, where you're not gonna make it.
3: Yeah, there's a fine line there. Um, I've been um, fortunate enough to get into a national network group of other handymen. Now, typically, these guys are one to three, uh, either operators and have a couple employees, but there are a couple out there of size, you know, fifteen to twenty. And we started to bounce ideas off of each other. And and you're right. It is very difficult because we get to do so many different things. The opportunity on the upside is great, but the the negative is is really bad because we did 2,500 transactions last year, uh, and that's 2,500 opportunities to screw it up.
2: And it's also an opportunity to make a customer for life, life though, too, because you're always going to need somebody to do a little something around the house.
3: That's where I think the biggest validation I have as a business owner, I like that I know that we're doing a lot of stuff right, is that 40% of our business comes from repeat customers. The next 20 comes from referrals from satisfied customers. So 60, over half of my business comes from that because we can do so many different things around the house. So that that part's really cool and unique, and that that's really a testament to what we built at the Trusted Toolbox with our processes and our training.
1: Now what about, do you guarantee your work?
3: We do, absolutely, for a year. Um, and even then, it's not completely done at that point. We're going to stick to it, especially if uh, I just got involved with a window. Turned out to be a manufacturer's defect, um, but we've been fighting this one for two years. uh, And I finally was able to figure out that the doors had, the windows had been uh, done incorrectly. So um, we'll stick with you. We'll stick at it. And that's where it's important um, because not everything goes right. This is not, this is not programming a computer program. This is construction in a house with people living in it. And you also have
2: older houses, they've settled. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, you sometimes you just cannot get back to perfect, right? With some of these things because of houses settling and the way things work. And you got to make that right. Um, and sometimes you got to do that on the fly. And sometimes, sometimes you got to make something a little crooked to make it look straight, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Uh, if you're doing trim in a dining room and you put up chair rail, if you don't know what you're doing and you say, I'm just going to use my level and I'm going to put it up level at three feet off the floor, guess what it's going to look like? look like a fun house because your floors probably aren't level and those are little things. Yeah. Sometimes you have to make it crooked to make it look right. I've had that.
2: I've had that. And uh, I think we came out to one of your shops one time on the garage door side. And, and I remember because we do the same thing at, at times on the garage door side. Yeah. Um, you got to put it. You got to figure out how to put it in crooked, even though, you know, really that door is supposed to be level for it to operate the right way. So There, there is a lot that goes into this kind of stuff. But I did have another question. I mean, we could talk about all the things you do do, but I think it would be worth noting what you don't do where you want to call a specialist out because that's really just not what you guys do.
3: 100%. I can't say this enough. If you are dealing with your electrical panel, if half the power in your house is out and you can't figure out why, that's a call to an electrician, not a handyman. This is not a call to your neighbor who you think is an electrical engineer. This is a call to a licensed electrician and let them go with their experience because they've seen so much plumbing. Have them change your water heater. Have them work on difficult water uh, line items, the water lines behind the walls because you don't want that to leak because usually it's a small leak that you don't see until the end, and that's just the tip of the iceberg of all this rot and all this pain you could go through for us as carpenters and demolition people to take all this out to go rebuild it. So call a licensed electrician, call a plumber, and then what's wrong with an HVAC company uh, being a service contract? I recommend that to everybody. Get on a service contract with an HVAC company that you trust to come out and check your units. Here in the South, we live and die by our air conditioning, and you want to make sure that that's up to date and working correctly. And you also want to make sure if you have a gas furnace, this is a great example, there are special pipe dope you have to use. There are special fittings you have to use to make sure that the gas, which is uh, thinner than air, doesn't get through. These are all little things that these experts know and have seen because I've heard this from a medical uh, sales guy. Guy says, anybody can uh, remove a liver from a customer. We'll we'll train you to do it. What the doctor knows is what happens when something goes wrong and how to react to it. And that's why you need your experts. That's a good point.
2: Um, I I think that's the kind of stuff, again, I've I've known Chris for a while. So, I mean, I've even asked you a few things. You're like, eh, I don't think that's where you want to come is, is to me. So. You know, there, there are certain things we do want to call a specialist on, and there's certain things for the handyman, and uh, you do need to know
1: the difference. Well, Chris, we're up against a break here in the next 30 seconds, so you, you folks who are just tuning in and wonder what we're talking about, we're here with Chris Lolomia of the Trusted Toolbox, and you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show right here on Extra 106.3 FM. We'll be right back after this break to go into our last segment, and Chris has more tips on how you can. Keep yourself from getting ripped off by some of these guys. Right, Dan? That's right. We'll be right back.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like.
4: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
0: This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 1063.
1: Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos, and if you are just joining us, you're in for a treat. We have with us this week. Chris LaLamia, who is the founder and owner of The Trusted Toolbox. And The Trusted Toolbox is a reputable, professional, licensed, insured uh, company that has a whole stable of qualified handymen that are different specialists to get those small jobs done around your
3: home. Right, Chris? That's what we try to do. Get out there and take care of everything around your house to keep your number one asset preserved.
1: Now everybody's a little apprehensive, right, Dan, about just having anybody in their home and trusting them and all. And that's when uh, they can trust the uh, somebody like Chris and his company. But you had a couple stories during the break, Chris, about, you know, uh, that you'd like to share that just might remind people how to be careful on who they deal with, right?
3: Yeah, I've got some good stories. Uh, number 1, I would tell you that if somebody comes in and makes you commit on the spot, Uh, For something, and then offers a discount if you'll commit on the spot. That's what we'd like to call the high pressure sale. And and for many of us, we might fall in that trap and do that. I'd say back out of that and take time to research what you want to do because if you're going to change out your windows in your house or your roof in your house, let's make sure you have the right person doing that, the right company. The other thing that has happened to me is I just recently was told about uh, a story of another remodeler where he is coming behind and talking to two neighbors who gave 100% of the money to build two garages to these people, and these people paid him 100% of the money, and they can't find him. He's gone rogue and gone nowhere. So you can get ripped off. They may seem nice. They may seem like uh, good people when you're there with oh, them. Oh, they're
1: smooth, aren't they? They're smooth, <laughs> super smooth. So
3: do your due diligence. Check them out. You know, Do the Google search. I told you that's one of the things we do just on our employee checks before we hire. It's amazing what you can find out there right now on the Internet, uh, and you'll see – more about these companies, or you'll see less about these companies. And sometimes we'll all take a chance. You know, maybe that fence in the back part of the house—I really don't care um, about the the company or the, maybe the integrity of the company. I'll just I'll do it because they're half the price of everybody else. But sometimes, as the saying goes, if it's too good to be true, it often is. Well, if you got if you've got the cheapest quote, okay,
1: you have to ask yourself as a customer, what are they not doing? What are they leaving out? Right, Dan? Well, listen, there's. There's that, but I kind of feel like there's two types
2: of handyman, right? There's just that guy, the na- like you say, the neighbor. Hey, I know this guy; he's a handyman. Maybe he can come over. I'll give you his number. He did some stuff over here. He did some stuff um, for somebody else that I know about. And then there's companies like you. Um, talk about maybe the differences in, in in where maybe another company like yours could scam you, which you got to watch out for. And then the guy that just, you know, the single guy that uh, has worked in the neighborhood at some point, or uh, I don't know, maybe you're at Home Depot and you grab his number, it's up tacked up on a board or something like that. I mean, there there is a difference in those. And, and I would, I would think too, that there's a, there's a difference on, on how you kind of vet these people and make sure you're getting the right person.
3: Well, let's talk about the established companies who come out, and uh, they are established. They have a reputation, and you get out there, and, and they may be there to look at one thing. When they immediately try to begin the upsell process, you got to back up and make sure that they have demonstrated that they know what they're talking about, and they also give you options. Every one of these uh, companies, whether they're trained to upsell uh, very hard and very strongly because that's what we're doing in home services, and that's what we want to make sure we protect you, and maybe that we're going to rip out your own panel and we're going to put a new electrical panel in ask them for the options and give yourself some time to think through what the value is and why they recommended that. It may be that va- it might be a value. It might be the thing you're supposed to do, but sometimes it might not be uh, a guy just following a script and really not really understanding what's going on. So it's not that they're ripping you off, but they're not really coming into you an informed guy. Now let's talk about the other person. These other single guys, they're probably really good at what they do. Uh, they can make a living at it. They're not bad people. They're, they're just good people, but There are some out there that are not good people, and those guys, what they'll do is they'll see an opportunity and think that they're in, and sometimes they will charge double of what I would even charge with a company that pays insurance, taxes, uh, has a brick-and-mortar building, uh, has built in a profit margin, not a big one because I have to compete with everybody, but I've been up against these guys who feel like they can take advantage of and start to spend more and then cut corners on some materials that they'll use, for example, in the deck products.
2: What about as you get into the the project? I mean, what if somebody had given you a price, and then all of a sudden they're asking you for more money during the middle of the project? I, I, you know, hey, it just it's costing more money or whatever. What would you know? How would you handle somebody like that? I'm assuming you would never do that.
3: Right. Uh, it's um it's one of those things where we call it um, in our world find it share it and fix it. It's construction. You don't know what you're going to run into, and sometimes. You look at a board and a floor, and you say, well, that's just uh, what we can do is we'll just sister up that joist. You don't have anything to do. And then when you get underneath and get the floor picked up, you realize there was a big leak, and you can see it. You'll see that six of these joists have to be replaced, and you show it to the customer. And then what we try to do is give options in our case. Uh, Option A, you know, to replace these joists completely to make sure it's all nice and flat. Option B is uh, to come in and just do sisters, and, and both of them are both adequate and will work, but this one's a better solution than that. And let the customer make the call.
2: And I didn't think about that, but there are times that you you haven't gotten behind there, so you really don't know what you're in for. So I guess that is, is a, a legitimate concern at times when, when it's being a One of the a things we, we train our
3: guys on uh, all the time is the first time, the, the time to tell somebody that you need more money is not the minute you say, hey, I'm Chris with the Trusted Toolbox. I need more money. Whoa, that's the old bait and switch. Wait a minute, this guy told me this. Now you're telling me it's more. So we we tell our guys get in there and do something because we know we bid what we saw and we know that that's probably going to be okay. Show them what's going on, and if you run into something, we have the team behind him who also look at it, and then we always also always try to provide options. Don't feel like you're always in a corner. Just because the guy comes and tells you, hey, your water heater's shot. You need not only a new hot water heater, you, you you got it to code. You got to do it the right way. You got to do this, and you'll need a water filter too because you got bad water. Whoop. Wait, where'd that come from? The water filter has nothing to do with why my hot water heater went bad or my water heater. So you've got to be informed and don't, let, don't feel like you're always in a position to be in the corner. But I would definitely, if you trust them, listen to your experts.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Chris, we're, we're running out of time here, but real quick. Uh, We've been talking so much about the handyman, and and we we touched on the remodeling, but you do remodeling. Real quick, what can you do with the remodeling division of Trusted Tool
3: Yeah, very excited to get in there and do your master bath, your hall bath, uh, take care of your kitchen. We feel like we've got a real big specialty there. We will do smaller decks. We don't do some of the bigger composite decks, um, but we feel like we have a good affinity there. We also take care of bigger projects that are also just a multitude of small projects around the house. So, there, we might be uh, doing one hall bath, but we might go down in the basement and be doing another uh, workout room, and we might be doing. So will you a lot finish of a basement? We will finish a basement. Yep, absolutely. So our project managers do things the right way and uh, run the project, and our communications what sets us apart. Awesome. It yeah. sounds
1: like you're growing. And how many years you've been in business now?
3: Been at it for 14 years. Yep. Wow. Yeah. How Chris? Let everybody know how they get a hold of you. Yeah, you can always get us at thetrustedtoolbox.com. You can go out there, you can Google Trusted Toolbox, you'll see our Google My Business page, which also gets a lot of traffic for us and tells everybody who we are. You can email us, admin at the Trusted Toolbox, or you can always call us, 770-623-3097. Now, you you,
1: you had said something that you might have a a special offer for the All Four Seasons Home Show audience.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the All Four Seasons uh, Home Show when you call in, and we'll take $100 off our full-day service and $50 off our half-day service.
1: That is fantastic. That's a pretty doggone good deal, Dan.
3: Yeah, especially
2: considering just about every household needs you out there for something. We'd love to take care of it. Yeah,
1: The Trusted Toolbox, folks, Chris Lalamia, uh You can trust them, right, Dan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we want to invite you to tuning in to us every Saturday morning at night right here on Extra 106.3 FM and also 1230 AM for a different subject matter every week. And we're here helping you make a good consumer decision and how to save money and how not to get ripped off. Yes, sir. Dan Watkins, All Four Seasons Garage Entry Doors makes it possible that the All Four Seasons Home Show comes to you every week. Thank you, sir.
0: You folks have a great week.
4: Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
2: Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.